This is Five on Three, center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome back to Five on Three, WFUV's only hockey podcast. I am James Burley, joined alongside Samantha Bohr and Nick Palmer. How are we doing? It's just post-All-Star break hockey time, second half of the season, right around the corner. How are we feeling, Nick? Quite frankly, I've never been more excited for an episode of Five on Three in my life. And I I, I know I say that often, um, but, you know, I love my fellow co-hosts. I love what we do here. I think we do good work. And uh, I'm excited to get going. I loved how academic that answer was. It was it was like a perfect yes. interview question answer for like, why do you want to work here? I love that very <laughs> much. Um, well, I too love my fellow co-hosts and my producer, Ralph. Shout out. Love you. Hi, Ralph. Um, very excited to be here today. This combination of people hasn't happened in a little while. Mm-mm. So I'm really excited to be here and have representation for all three metropolitan area teams. Actually, we've got yes. Burley, who's a hardcore Devils fan. We've got Nick, who's a hardcore Isles fan. And then I am obviously at Rangers coverage and I love the Rangers. So peace, love and positivity. We've got a nice little trifecta happening today. The, yeah, well put. What a what a great way to start a podcast. The vibes in this room, and I imagine behind the deck where Ralph Barbieri's working very very hard, are are just immaculate at immaculate. the moment. Dare we immaculate say. vibes. And I think that is an extension of how all three local teams played last night, perhaps. But we are going to get to that in a little bit. We got to start with the All Star break that just ended, and. I mean, we, we take a look at the NHL All-Star Game. There's a lot of opinions going around about it on the, the Twitter sphere and, and whatnot. Uh, Sam, we talked before the show. Neither of us spent a second nope. watching any event related to the NHL All-Star Game. I certainly have my opinions about All-Star Games in America in general, but you want to maybe speak about that decision to uh, avoid hockey this weekend. You know, I think that... Personally, when the All-Star break comes, it comes at such an interesting time because it's halfway through the season. Things are kind of like some teams kind of start to drag their feet and it starts to get a little bit monotonous just because you're watching, you know, three games a week for the last three months. And now you're like, wow, okay, this is the first break. And it kind of makes me not want to watch hockey for that break or not watch the actual game itself, which is a little bit shameful for me to admit, honestly, as a beat reporter and as a fan, I'm like, oh, like that feels weird to say. Mm-hmm. But I talked to a number of people this weekend who all work in hockey, who are journalists, who are producers, whatever, and they're all like, no, the All-Star break is my favorite time of year because it's, their week off. it's my week <laughs> off. Exactly. They don't watch it unless they're there covering it, uh, which is really interesting. And what does that say about you know the content you're providing as a league that the people who work for you maybe don't necessarily want to spend their free time watching it? But I just, honestly, I was busy. It's been a busy time. I'm a senior. I'm tired. I love hockey, but I needed a little break. I watched the highlights of things on Twitter, but I did not sit down and watch the entirety of anything. So that's kind of where I was at. And I mean, it looked like a lot of fun, but I I don't know. There was also nothing this year that I was like, I have to watch this. Yeah. Like, oh my God, someone's going to break a crazy record. I was like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it afterwards on YouTube. And I did. Nick, you you did watch I did. the All Star Game. You said you regretted it, maybe immensely. Uh, tell us why. Um, I, I I I I liked your point about how none of the reporters who work and are getting paid wanted to be there because neither did the players. Yeah, yeah. None of the players wanted to be there. Their teammates are off in like Barbados on vacation for a week, and they're stuck in sweaty Florida. Yeah, having Working. to do meet and greets yeah. with six year olds. And posing with mascots for a whole weekend. 
um, I I I wanted to because uh, our our friend Nicholas Nappy was there. Oh yeah, um, that was he, so cool. He went to every event. Very good That's for really him. Cool. I'm sure he enjoyed it. I, this is where I'm at with the All Star Game. If I'm there physically, if I'm, there, I'm definitely I'm going in. to enjoy there, the event. If you're there, 100%. I think it would be great. Yeah. I I want to see you know Connor McDavid hit all four accuracy shots in a row. That that's sick. Um, but watching it on TV, it's if you're watching it on TV, it's good for kids. Mm-hmm. If you're there, you I think you can be of any age. Mm-hmm. But th- this as soon as the first thing you see is a mascot red carpet, you're like, oh. But I love Bowie on the red carpet. I'm a big old <laughs> Bowie fan. Huge Bowie fan. I love him. I love him. I love him. What but, about Gritty? Oh, I, I'm big on Gritty. Yeah. Big Gritty fan. Did you see the video of, of Bowie and Gritty trying to teach each other to twerk on TikTok? Yes, no. I did. Oh, I, I, did see <laughs> oh that. I haven't seen that, but I've seen well, I Gritty see it kick on a kid. I, I didn't see it on TikTok, but I did see that. But you did see the video? Well, I did I'll not send see you the... Gritty. What did you say? Wait. Yeah, Gritty got in trouble a couple years ago for kicking a kid. What? Yeah, they had to fire that Gritty and get a new one. Oh my god, if you could if everyone at home could just see how fast my hand flew to my mouth. That is crazy. Not ally gritty. That's sad. Well, we love we do love gritty. Um, and Jay Devil he, would never. And Jay Devil would never. So he's we, a Flyers fan. So he's we, going through a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love Bowie and I do love Gritty. Anyways, I apologize for interrupting you, but I just had to Oh that no, one in that, there. that's all I had to say. Um immensely disappointing. And and I, I think when I was watching All Star Games as a kid, I, w- I was invested. I don't know about you guys. I I wanted to watch it, so I'm I'm sort of undecided whether it's nostalgia that makes me think about all these great All Star Games, or if if it's or if the All Star Games are missing something fundamental to make them interesting again. You mean like uh, importance, like, like actual stakes, like, like incentives? And and I don't I don't agree with with making you know you get you get home ice yeah. in the Stanley Cup. I think that's too much. But make it, you know, if if you win, each player gets a certain amount of money to donate to the charity of their choice. They get a blank check. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they should make do them that play for something for they care each about. Of, each of the events, that, right? And that's what they do with the um, with the winners of the actual All Star Game. The winning division gets a sum of money, and a lot of it is ultimately donated. But that isn't incentivizing players to try in the All-Star game. No right. one wants to get injured. We understand why mm-hmm. players don't try. We understand why players and reporters don't want to be there. And I think we've all taken a step back and saying, well, as fans, what's interesting about this right. anymore? And I think you're right. There needs to be some sort of extra motivation for the players that makes it more enjoyable for them. And and I think you said the home field advantage you brought that up specifically because that's what major league baseball does for its all-star game not anymore and not anymore but that was a major incentive that made those games competitive i think i think uh it would be a mistake if the nhl adopted that policy a big one because because think about if think about if you if you finish uh with a wild card in your division you do not deserve to have four home games in the stanley cup final should you reach it sure um with that said though i think we can all agree that the All-Star Game novelty is beginning to wear off on us. I, as a yeah. child, I certainly watched all of them, but I I never really identified with them, mostly because there were never really that many Star Devils players to, to watch. But I would specifically remember the times where Patrick Eliash was called into the All-Star Game at, like, 38 just because it was yeah. a sign of respect to him, and, right. and he was my favorite player growing up. So I watched that All-Star Game and remember him scoring and just not being entertained by even by that. Mm-hmm. So... For for me, maybe maybe I'm just a bit of a curmudgeon when it comes to All Star games. I do that. I don't want to be like, hey, I'm the guy who hates fun. I hate when they rack up the scoring. Um, that's not true at all. Uh, I would I'd like to see that. I'd like to see McDavid run it and gun it with Crosby for 
uh, 60 minutes, if it, even if the Penguins and Oilers aren't playing. But with, with that said, um, it's just a novelty, and it's not that big yeah. of a deal. What is a big deal, though, is some antics that may have happened uh, <laughs> that weekend from a former Jack Adams uh, runner-up from 2022. Uh, this is associate New Jersey Devils coach Andrew Brunette, last year's head coach for the President's Trophy-winning Florida Panthers. He was at All-Star Weekend. I'm not sure why. Maybe he still has a home in Florida. Maybe still think, has family. That's probably there, yeah. that's probably why. Um, was arrested actually for a DUI charge, um, and a $500 bond was posted. He was later released uh, f- that following Wednesday, driving a golf cart through South Florida. Sure, he was on the Devil's bench last night. Mm-hmm. This is this is just <laughs> just a distraction from it all. Meanwhile, the All-Star Game is supposed to be a distraction, but this was a distraction from the distraction. Yeah. I mean, th- I feel like this didn't get enough attention, Sam. Like, this is, he got a DUI. <laughs> no, I agree. I absolutely agree. Because here's the thing is, like, you would expect that this would make headlines. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, I'm laughing. We're all mouthing each other, mouthing words to each other as we're on this podcast off the air, which is so funny. Um, no, here's the thing is, you would expect that this would make headlines in a larger sense because it's literally a coach not a head coach obviously but an ex-head coach who is now an associate coach for one of the top teams in the league getting a DUI like that should be big news on a golf cart but it, yeah it is on a golf cart but instead is it not as like, big news because it was a golf cart I think, I think not so, I, I I think that that's probably the main that's the caveat that is the caveat oh Pero, I still think it's funny Personally, I yes. think it is hilarious. Thankfully, no one was injured. Obviously, not funny to drink and drive. Do not take your keys. But I think it's just ridiculous. This entire situation is absolutely ridiculous that this man was just driving through Florida on a golf cart. He was he was getting a parking ticket for his golf cart. And then the cop noticed that he had like bloodshot eyes and was wavering on his feet and heard his wife say, don't start driving. The cops are still here. And so then, like it was like 15 minutes later, the cops saw him drive by, and he ran a bunch of stoplights, and so they pulled him over, and he had a DUI. And I mean, obviously, the league didn't care too much about it because he was back on the bench last night, which good for him. But I, I think it's just a crazy headline. Um, I don't know, Nick, you, you have feelings about the golf cart? Andrew Brunette, the absolute mad lad. Okay. So no, 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 I'm kidding. Obviously, don't drink and drive. This is an <laughs> official WFUV even on golf carts. Even, even on, on golf carts, especially on golf carts. Especially, they're very dangerous. The South Florida cops will not care if you're on a golf cart. Mm-mm. It's the it's equally as illegal. Mm-hmm. And even if you're allowed to drink driving a golf cart on a golf course, that doesn't mean you can do it through the streets of rural Florida. No, However, comma, <laughs> he got hammered. <laughs> he got hammered and blew through two stop signs on a on a golf cart. That's you know, hard to do. How how fast do golf carts About go? Eighteen miles an hour. You're topping at that, and you're in rural Sunrise, Florida. Okay, yeah, he was he was outside. I've been of there, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I've been there, like outskirts, my, big Miami outskirts. <laughs> and and when the police asked him for his ID, he gave them his wife's ID and no. said she was driving. No, and he's had two speeding tickets before. I did a little research on this. Um, he went twenty-seven in a fifteen school zone, and went fifty-eight in a forty. Oh, those worse. aren't that's worse. Those aren't egregious numbers, no. but, but but you know poetically concerning. Poetically, I think brunette and the devil's defense are one in the same. Wow! In the way that you know what 
This is fantastic. They've got a need for speed. They've got a need for speed. And they've got to sober the hell up. Wow. That was a crazy sentence. I love that. I just want to remind everyone about Alex Ovechkin and him getting speeding tickets as well and how he would not get... um, in trouble for them because they'd pull him over and then he would go, but I'm Alex Ovechkin. And then they'd go, okay. And so now he has to have a personal driver drive, driver drive him everywhere because he's not allowed to drive anymore because he oh, got no, too we many can't tickets. afford that. We well, got too many tickets and the team was like, you can't keep getting driving tickets. This is bad for our look. So uh, now he has to have a drive. I mean, that's, driving. that's one solution, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's, that's strange. I, I can't believe you put that associated the Andrew Burnett DUI to the Devils defense. That you got to tie it in somehow. That's remarkable that you did. But that. but am I that's wrong? Incredible. The the no. Devils defense, we'll get into this, but I think it was especially lacking in that game against the Canucks. I th- I think you're right. I think and I think we can get into that right now if you want to. Sure. You yeah, let's straight into the Devils. So, I was there last night covering the game. It was their first one back from the All-Star break. Devils Canucks Canucks on the East Coast road trip, they got the Rangers and Islanders later this week, and the Canucks have been struggling, to to say the least. I think in, in that Pacific division, they're they're playing a lot of catch-up. Too little, too late. They they made that very well-known by firing Bruce Boudreau and trading away Bo Horvat. Uh, Bruce, there it is. And there it went. So, and there it went. The Devils, the Devils uh, immediately, though, they didn't come out strong in this game. It was the, the Canucks, like, it was the Devils really looked like they had just had a week's vacation behind them because they came out flat and the Canucks were all over them. I don't know if you saw Andre Kuzmenko's goal, but he, oh my, that toe drag on on Dougie Hamilton, it was embarrassing. He completely skinned him, yeah. and and it woke up the Devils. They came out after that and they scored four unanswered. Hughes late in the first, Palat two, and then Hughes another. Those three came within fifty seconds. It was I had never seen anything like it. I'm typing my typing one tweet and they score two more. It's mm-hmm. yeah. it, I was typing the first one. They've already taken the face off after the third. So mm-hmm. after that, you think it's going to be smooth sailing. And I wouldn't say that they crumbled because they weren't playing incredibly good hockey for any point of the game last night. And they didn't look like they were getting much worse in the third in the late in the second and in the third. But Luke Shen's found a pocket of space, had a really good shot, caught Vanacek shifting his weight and beat him up high. And then later it was Curtis Lazar who who I don't know how he got on the score sheet. And then it was Phil DiGiuseppe. It was three guys who you would never think to score against you. And it was three, three big contributors to make it a 4-4 game. Eventually in overtime they got a, a fortunate uh, hooking call. It was definitely a penalty. Definitely fortunate. But Brat puts it away. They they got away with blowing a three-goal lead last night. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The Devils were lucky to, to win that one in OT. But it's their fourth straight OT home win. They've had four straight home games yeah. go to OT, and they've won all four. This is a team that, for me, I, I wouldn't want to play deep down the line because even when they're not at their best, they grind out wins. Like they they let this game get completely away from them, and and they were they never really looked like they were gonna get the winner before OT until that until that penalty, and even and they were going against the worst penalty kill in the league and we're 0 for 3 to that point. So to have turned it around, I know a 4 on 3 is always easier than a 5 on 4, but it was it says a lot about their character, the way that they've been winning. Even if that they at the same time are still a top team in the league in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, I was at the Rangers game last night, so I unfortunately didn't get to watch the Devils game live, but everyone on press row was like, is this are you watching this? Like is this happening? Because we all were getting the score updates as it was happening. And it was 
ridiculous, but it was so funny to then hear everyone go, wow, the Canucks scored again. Wow, they scored. Oh, wow, it's a tie game now. Because to be frank, how do you blow? How do you blow the momentum that you get from getting two goals within 50 seconds, two of them from the same player? Am I not mistaken? The two no, of them were Andre Palat. Palat, mm-hmm. Palat scored, and then 30 seconds, he had the next one. So yeah. it wasn't even Hughes wasn't even between them. It was Palat scored back-to-back on the same shift. So how do you blow the momentum of that, of having this massive goal scorer who's been gone for so long because he's been injury, injured, finally comes back after All-Star. He was back a little bit before, but you know what I mean. Comes back full force, two goals in like 30 seconds. Then you get Jack Hughes ripping through it, three goals, 50 seconds. Oh, my gosh. And then suddenly you're tied up again at four. How do you blow that? So I think that is pretty ridiculous to me. But hey, they did win in, in OT, like you said. It, so. if, if I may, I think the reason that they lost that momentum is because they let it get away from them in the second period. Hmm. If, if they had hmm. not given up that third Canucks goal in the in the second, and if it was 4-2 going into the third, I think they, they see out the rest of the game. But because the Canucks were able to get two in the late, they, yeah. those two goals were pretty back-to-back too. So they had they really used their momentum like the Devils had. They kind of learned from their mistake and gave the Devils a little taste of their own medicine. And the Canucks really deserved a point. Like, really good effort from them yeah. down the stretch. Like, you have to give credit where it's due because they're not that strong of a team. And they... <laughs> And they came up and really outplayed what is one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big story coming out of this game was the three goals in less than a minute. Um, but this was a Horvatless Canucks yes. who let one bad minute kill them. Um, and I think really only that first goal in those three, in that series of three, was the pretty one. Um I think the third one cross crease from Hughes was pretty freaking ugly. And they, they, from a they, defensive standpoint, they deflated after after yes. the first one. They yes. were just like, "Oh, this is where it starts," and yeah. then and then they just let it keep happening. But hey, if you're facing New Jersey in overtime, pff, good luck, man. Yeah. Um, this team three on three is deadly. So um, even when goaltending isn't there, because I I don't think James, I don't think you would say Vanacek has d- had a good game it at was, all. It was it was one of his weaker nights. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was good i wouldn't say he was bad no decent decent yeah. effort at best i think he could have done better on a couple of the goals yeah and and this team can still put the puck in the net with such frequency that the only way you're going to beat them is by outscoring them and you're not going to rely on a bo horvatless canucks to outscore the new jersey devils and and that's to say that the devils didn't also let them get back into the game because yeah. that you saw the players who scored that was that's that's your bottom pairing d-man and luke yeah. shannon that's your Bot, that's two. That's a third liner and Curtis Lazar and a fourth liner and Phil DiGiuseppe. And that's Phil DiGiuseppe's second game of the year in his yeah. first goal. So good, good for him hmm. to get on the score sheet. Um, with that said, though, Jack Hughes uh, got his first MVP chance of the season last night. I, I was having conversations with a lot of Devils fans. They all seem to think it's it's uh, cut and dry. Hughes is going to get it. I'm not ready to have that conversation because Connor McDavid is on pace for 151 points. That is the most Mama since Mario Mia. Lemieux in 1955-56. Oh, no. wow. when he got 160. Whew. So th- we're get- we're getting on record book like one of the top 15 ever That's best seasons cool. from a forward mm-hmm. in NHL history territory. So I'm not ready to say even if even if you want to argue Hughes is more valuable to his own team, Connor McDavid's the most valuable player. Like, yeah, he- he's got to be that. That that's just 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 to bring that up. I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't just mention that about Jack Hughes. My due diligence. Wait, you coined the term superstar Jack Hughes, so I owe that to you. Superstar Jack. Hughes. Wait, you you think Connor McDavid's good? 
That's crazy. I, I told you I had I told you I had some bold opinions today. That's a glaringly hot take. I told you I was going to ruffle some feathers. Oh, consider my feathers ruffled. Y'all at home, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say it. Y'all at home haven't even heard some of the hot takes that are coming later on this episode. We 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 are going to get into that. But first, we have another game that a beat reporter was at last night, and another game that ended five four in overtime in favor of the home team from the New York area against a Western Canadian team. Wow. It's so crazy how, nice. si- how how similar these things are. Yeah, right? Everything ties in today. It's yeah, perfect. It really does. It was Rangers and Flames, and the Rangers won 5-4. Alexi Lafreniere in overtime. Sam, give us a story. You were there. Well, that game was rocking. Let me just say, I think that going into that game, everyone was like, ah, it'll be what it is. You know, the first game back from All-Star is always a little slow. You know, these people have just had a week off, <laughs> either in Florida or, like you said, in Barbados or wherever, visiting their families. Surely their there dogs. won't be any bad blood or, no. f- or fighting or no. anything like that. Especially between, or an hour of penalty minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially between these two seemingly inconsequential teams against each 3, other. 3,000 miles apart from one another. You know, 3,000 miles apart. Like you said, different conferences, not even against each other for standings, not against each other in any way there, not even in place for a wild card competition but for some reason there was bad blood last night and it was hot in there it was I I talked to Molly Walker after the game who covers the Rangers for the New York Post if you don't know who she is she and I were talking and she was like that is one of the top five most electric games I have covered in my entire career and frankly I agree because let me just say environment at MSG was popping but you get two goals from Phil Heedle you get two Mm -hmm. goals from Mika Zibanejad you get an overtime goal from Alexi Lafreniere in what is his best game of the season I would say you get medium goaltending from Yaroslav Halak, but doesn't matter because they win. And you get Jacob Truba nailing people left and yeah. right. He took off uh, Nazem Kadri's helmet, though. He How did. did that feel for you as an Avs? It made me a little sad. Yeah. yeah. Mostly mm-hmm. because I also was, I couldn't tell if Kadri's head hit the ice. Um, if you watch the replay of the video, what happens is. So Truba hits Kadri at an angle in which he flies. Like, it's clean, though. It is a clean hit. It is really, a clean hit. It's really not a high hit. hit. Very good hit. Clean hit. It's just, you know, a bad angle for Kadri. Yeah, clean hit. Hits him. He flies. As he flies, when he lands on the ice, when his body lands, his helmet comes off, and it looks to me in the replay like his head then smacks the ice and comes back up. I don't know. I'm not, you know, trying to speculate. I haven't seen any injury reports, so I'm not trying to put that out there, obviously. Made me a little bit nervous that I was – gonna then see you know either him passed out on the ice or something but he got up Dylan Dubé went at it with uh Truba after that ends up with about 20 penalty minutes right there Trubes spent a lot of time in the box everyone spent a lot of time in the box a collective like you said it uh 52 minutes of penalties assessed between these two teams there was one point where it was a full bench brawl both teams on the ice all 10 (laughs) players on the ice dropped the gloves going at it Nikita Zadorov big Z back in action it was incredible and Home team came out with two big points from the kid line. Like, predominantly, a lot of that was from the kid line, which is really exciting to see. Capo Caca with assists, Phil Hedo with points, Lafreniere with points. Awesome. I Before you go, Nick, just real quick, and I can throw this to you if you'd like. I read on Twitter, quote, the kid line is not the kid line. It's our first line. Philip Hedo has emerged. Like, Philip Hedo has – this has been, like, th- his time now. He's getting the respect he's deserved like he does deserve respect. Th- yeah. Not 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 that he's been disrespected yeah. in the past, but yeah. th- he he has really stepped up in a big way this year. Nick, do you think that the that the contributions, the two goals, and then even Capocacco getting getting the assists, that's big too because you really want contributions yeah. from him. There's there's a lot of storylines surrounding these guys. Where do you see their influence like moving forward? Is are these the guys for the Rangers? So, hmm. Moving forward, 
maybe not this year. Maybe yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, future, I mean, you, you still have Artemi Panarin and Mika right. Zibanejad on your yes. team. In, in, until those guys are not producing it. And Chris rate, Kreider. And Chris Kreider. Love him. Love him. Um, yeah, no, that, that line's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, holy smokes. I, I mean, I, I think, Sam, you, you said it all, so I'm just going to you know, riff very lightly. I apologize that I talked for a long time. Um, No, it was very enlightening. Uh, You were there. Uh, I kept flipping between the Isles and Rangers games uh, last night because, wow, that game was a barn burner. Um, Hmm. Not a lot of scoring, but like a barn burner in the way that it was, it was, it was electric. 10-man brawl. Um, That overturned goal was, for lack of a better word, that was gobbledygook. That, that was (laughs) a distinct (laughs) kicking motion if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. Um, But then, oh my God. The OT defensive collapse of the Calgary Flames. That was hilarious. Except I don't for know. that block by Stone. That sure. block was ridiculous. But in the one where Laffy tucked it in um, after the puck was loose right in front of the goal for what seemed like an eternity. I don't know. Um, <laughs> if I was the Flames, frankly, I'd be heated. Oh, yeah. shut up. Oh. Right, guys? No. No, 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 no but do you Loop get it? Pa- no, I don't. Just See, keep, this joke is funny keep talking, because... Keep talking. Jokes are so much funnier when you explain them. Well, <laughs> should we explain it then? No, I, I think okay. we're... I think we got it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, I, Thanks, I, just, guys. I just wanted to say that this, this, this is another... This is a bigger win for me than the Devils over the Canucks because <laughs> the Flames are actually kind of good. Yes. And the Canucks aren't. Um, totally. That's a big deal. Jacob Truba was a, was a one man wrecking crew last night. I mean, he, he racked up how many Oof. penalty minutes just him by himself. I think he had like twelve. Yeah, or but, fifteen something like that. And I'm, some of, some of those were certainly deserved. But I think a lot all of the hits that initiated a lot of those were clean. I think he had. Yeah. He had. It was this was a this was an old school hockey game. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing nothing you could have against it. And real quick, just uh, Blake Coleman got on the board. Got a shout out to my guy Pickles. Love him. Such an electric player. He lives for games like that. So I'm not surprised to see that he was one of the goal scorers. Um, and the Rangers, if just, just to make this any any bit more, we talked about the similarities between the 5-4 games. Both goalies for the Devils and Rangers, uh, Czechoslovakian, both wear 41. I don't know if you know this, but Vitek Vanacek like, wears 41 because of Yaroslav Halak. Whoa, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty specific. Hedl had two goals. Uh, Palat had two goals. That's Czech Republic, I believe, right there, right? Um, Correct. And then uh, Hughes had two, Zibanejad had two, and then they both had uh, Brat and Lafreniere o- OT winners. Yeah, script That's... writers did a good job on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the, yeah. Script, the script, the script, the NFL, Arian Foster. Thank God he revealed that the NFL scripted. Oh, yeah. oh every league is scripted. every league, it's every league scripted. is scripted. Yeah. I can't wait to place my bets on the Super Bowl. Because you, you already, you already you, know you, the script. Because you, you know the, did you not yeah. see the the score come out? Oh, I didn't know. What is it? Is it oh, Eagles? It's Eagles, like forty-two to thirty-nine or something. It's oh, a- well, that'll be great. Oh, right down to the wire. Yeah, yeah right Perfect. there. Speaking of right down to the wire, Islanders two, Flyers one. Good transition. Yeah, great and, transition, and James. I'll give the Islanders, I'll, oh, I'll give the Islanders credit because we talk about inconsistency. They consistently held on to their lead for all sixty minutes. They last did, night. and that is that is something that they struggle with is playing a sixty-minute consistent game and having consistent stretches of games, even except for that stretch where they lost consistently. Now. They want to get out of that because they know they. Lou Lamorello made it clear this is they want to get back into the conversation. Yeah. Bo Horvat is a, that's a big move. Yeah, he had four shots on goal last night. Was active in the game, but ultimately did not pick up a point. Mm-hmm. That's fine. First game, uh, I can't wait for that game against the Canucks later this week. Mm-hmm. And they have a tougher oh, game tonight against the Kraken, yeah. who are also in the East Coast. They play the Rangers and Devils later. 
Nick, I'm going to go to you because you sure. obviously watched more of this game than either of us. Was like Josh Bailey? We talked. We made. I made a joke about this before. I I said your Josh Baileys are your producers, and you and this is when you were producing the podcast. Or I think no, no, you were on the air, but this was over Zoom, so you threw it in the chat, mm. and you were like Josh Bailey, no offensive producer. So he got a point last night. Just saying. Just saying, Josh Bailey had an assist. Josh Bailey, known offensive, no producer, known offensive contributor. Yeah. Um, no, they they found themselves on a on a cheeky little three game win streak. Cheeky little three game, cheeky yeah, little yeah, yeah, three brother. game win streak, brother. Oi, oi, oi. And no, you know, it started before the break. Um, they've got the good mojo going. Um, as Coach Chippy would say, the style and flow is there. Um, for any of his fans on TikTok. Um, but this is what you want to see from this team. This kind of hockey is Islanders hockey, where even you know when they were winning early in the season, you didn't see a lot of production from guys like Kyle Palmieri, who's now on a five-game point streak. Legend. By the way. Uh, legend. Legend. Yeah, there New, you go. New Jersey legend New for two Jersey reasons. Legend. For two reasons. Grew up in New Jersey. Mm. Mm. Wow. And played for the New Jersey and Devils. played oh, for oh, the okay, New Jersey okay. Devils. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I assume um, that's the second reason. But yeah, early, early in this year, I mean, we we even talked about it on the pod. Sorokin was carrying this team on his back, and Nelson and Barzell were the only two producing. And you were like, wow, this team's not deep. They're garb. Um, Bo Horvat just opened all of that up. He he didn't pick up a point last night in their win against Philly, but you saw some of those juicy, voluptuous breakout stretch passes between him and our boy, Matt Barzell. And you were like, Ooh, this is going to be good. That combination could be scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am so glad that Lamorello sauced him a fat eight year contract. Cause this is opening up so many new possibilities for this team. Semyon Varlamov has been making saves standing on his head. And that's, Big, especially if you're looking to trade him at the deadline. Mm. He is a UFA next year, so he'll be a rental. And you could likely get a B-level prospect and maybe like a second-round pick for something if you trade him to a team that needs goaltending in the playoffs. San, San, well, I'm not saying team that needs goaltending in the playoffs, but San Jose needs a goaltender. San Jose yeah. needs yeah. goaltending. And San Jose has players to give. I'm not saying the Islanders are going to be in the market for Timo Meyer, but... They're well, it is a rumored landing spot for him. I, I which I know rumors are tumors. All, but all of all of the New York uh, teams and the, and the Devils teams. have been have been floated around with the name Timo Meyer. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be interesting as we approach the mm-hmm. March third trade yeah. deadline. Mm-hmm. You know who's not excited? Real fast, I want to throw this in before we move on to our our bracketology. Yes, yes, you know yes, who's yes. not excited about the Bo Horvat contract is Lou Lamorello. Um, <laughs> when he when he said the words, it's what did he sure. say? He said it's too much money and too and long. Too long. Yeah. Which I think is just really funny to yeah. have the GM of you're the team that's you just signed. That's old school Lou Lamorello. That is that old is. school Lou Lamorello. It just the, I just had to throw that one in there. I don't have too much to say about the actual game itself as yeah. I didn't get to watch any of it, but I think that is funny. I, I, I think some people are taking that out of context, though, just in the way that that's more of a comment on how modern contracts work yes. mm. in general. I mean, I, I forget what team and what player it was, but they tried to offer like a 13-year contract. And the NHL shut it down. This is not you're the MLB. About, Calm you're talking down. about you're talking about Ilya Kovalchuk. I'm talking about Kovalchuk. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is, this is, it was 17 years. 17 years. Oh Sorry. My gosh. Sorry. They wanted to have him till well, they. So they did sign him for 17 years. It was initially for 15 years and right. more money, and the money would have been too much per year. Right. So then they said, okay, well, we'll give him the same <laughs> amount the, the over 17. 17 years, and then they fined the Devils for breaking the cap rules. Yeah, that's absurd. That's like that ridiculous. Back in 2010, I think. Yeah. You yeah. could. 
He would still be on the devil's contract until 2027. I was going to say, you could start when you're literally a minor. You could be 17 years old, and by the time your contract is done and you are able to be traded, or let's say you had a no-trade no clause, mm-hmm. you're able to be traded, you could be in the middle of your 30s. Yeah. You could have a spouse, kids, everything, or you could retire and yeah. be fine. That is bad. Guess, guess what Ilya Kovalchuk did? He retired at 30. Yeah, why not? To the Russian League. Yeah. So, anyways, it all comes full circle yet again. What Every, a great episode. Everything what just ties great... in. This is basically the Marvel Cinematic this, this Universe, is, this guys. Is, this is the episode you wanted it to be. Oh, I am. It is. And we haven't even gotten we to the best part. We haven't even gotten to the fun oh, part. We haven't even gotten to the best part. And here it is, the fun part. <laughs> Last week, we talked about uh, some midseason awards mm. on, on Five on Three. You know, your individual player awards. Now we're going to do some team oriented predictions we've all made a uh, a little playoff bracket eastern conference western conference all predictions not based off of the current standings it's the eight teams in each conference that we think will make the playoffs in which position in the standings and how they will do in the playoffs nick would you like to start us off i'd love to and i want to preface this with a little thingy uh, by saying i have a big issue with the playoff structure as it stands um sound off brother and let me tell you why I agree, 16 of the 32 teams should make the playoffs. I think that's a good number. Um, I also think the amount of time the playoffs takes up is appropriate. I'm all fine with that. My one problem is that the two and three seeds from each division always play each other, mm-hmm. while the one and two seed from each conference play the wildcard teams. Mm-hmm. I would much rather see one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, and so on and so on by conference, not division, uh, because... Once the point spread, once you get into like March, uh, becomes larger and larger, and the season winds down, you see you see these problems, especially right now with the Atlantic Division, where the end of the season becomes remarkably uncompetitive for these teams that because are going it's into the playoffs. So top heavy, mm-hmm. right? So look, the Bruins obviously they're going to win the President's Trophy. There's there's no debate. <laughs> Didn't they already clinch <laughs> about that? Have, wait, right? have they? I thought, thought, no, they, they haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was like, like, I was like, really? Is that like they might, I wouldn't like, be shocked. That, like I'm gonna I'm gonna see that when it happens on Twitter. I'm just yeah. gonna scroll by it like nothing happened right. because it's already guaranteed. So <laughs> so they're gonna win the President's Trophy, and then you have the Leafs and the Lightning way ahead of Buffalo, who is who is next. Um, and this means that for those two teams who will come in second and third in the division, especially when March rolls around, the seating won't matter. They're going to play each other anyway. They know they're going to play each other. So if you did it by conference and seating, you'd have the games mean something going into April, even if your team is making the playoffs. And the battle for seating, I don't know about you guys, but that's one of the most exciting things to me. Yes. About hockey late in the year. You want to see which matchups are good against each other, who won games against who. It all matters. But when you have it in this format, that's not going to happen. Do you, do you think that they should do away with the divisions entirely then? And just do Eastern and Western? Well, you, you know, because at now, that point, what would be the need for And the they're thinking about extending it to an 84-game season where everyone plays everyone twice, and it's and like, mm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that Me at all. I think, no. that's, I think that was one of the good things about having the 30-team structure is that schedule-wise, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. You play each of the teams in your division four times. Mm-hmm. You play the other teams in your conference, but not in your division, three times, and then you play the opposite conference twice, and they would round up to an even 82, and that was... Um, maybe, maybe I might have misspoke one of those there, and if you're doing the math, it doesn't add up, but don't do the math. It's not Whatever. that important anyway. Um, I think that was a really, really good way to set it up. The only thing 
I I will highlight about the two and three seeds and keeping the, the matchups within a division is it just enhances the rivalries. Yeah. Which 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 yeah. you can argue is going to happen anyway because if you look at the splits for the division this year, if you went one through eight in the Eastern Conference, you're going to get a Metropolitan Division matchup. You're going to get right. an Atlantic Division matchup regardless. So at the end of the day, it's not important, and I think. Um, potentially ices out uh, an eighth best team from a from a from a conference yeah. in one way or another i agree that it should be the, the one through eight yeah. uh, obviously also mm-hmm. to go back on the old uh division structure when it was uh the atlantic the northeast the southeast the central mm-hmm. the pacific and the northwest um that was kind of gas though yeah right each of the each of the three yeah. division winners would be one through three which is the nba has five has the same division mm-hmm. set up but and Ignoring the play-in games that are so stupid that they dumb, do, dumb, dumb, one, th- dumb. one through eight would have no bearings on the division. So I used to think, well, what's the point in the NBA of having divisions if mm-hmm. you don't get a reward for winning it? And the last year that they did it was the first year the Winnipeg Jets were a thing again. And they were in the Southeast Division because they replaced the Atlanta Thrashers. And they had the worst traveling schedule in the history of hockey. It was a disaster. But at certain points... That division, that was the worst division in hockey by far. The Florida Panthers ended up winning it and finishing third in the playoffs that year in 2012. But they were like they not, were not in a good the playoffs team. if they were just doing one through eight. Yeah. Hmm. So I just think there's so many different directions they can take it. And I don't think, I think that they will one day adopt a, a, a different playoff structure than the one through three in the wild card because it's not perfect. Well, and I think the, commissioner. the leagues acknowledge, please. Please. And, uh, yeah, and I think, but I don't think they're going to abandon divisions altogether. Mm-hmm. No. So that's just that's just. I know we got a little tangential there, but right. I, I thought that it's was important. I, though. I thought is, that was is. a worthy it's, conversation. It's, to a very, have. it's a very controversial thing, but I think that you know, under our current commissioner, it will not change. Gary yeah. Bettman likes what he likes. He likes money. He likes money. He likes what he likes, and he doesn't want to change. So I don't think it will. But I think that there are conversations around that um, and around. Which I know we don't really have time to get into this today, mm-hmm. um, but around overtime rules, around mm-hmm. shootouts, around five on five versus three and on around, three, and or even around just how many points a win should be. Exactly. Yeah. The IIHF three, does, two. does three for regulation. I've I've long been a, an advocate for that. Uh, yeah, I remember we talked about this last I'm, season. I'm a big fan of of that point system personally because I don't yeah. I do not think that if you lose in a shootout you should get one less point than the team who beat you in a shootout. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm saying like. The, the shootout lot, like, come on. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's that's shootouts in general. Uh, with, we don't have to get into it. With all of this said, here is my way <laughs> too early and strangely specific Stanley Cup playoff did, predictions. Did you do, like, a game split for each series? I did. I did, too. Oh, okay. I did not. That's okay. It's okay. You can make it up. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the Eastern Conference, fellas, and we'll okay. go around. Okay. So, in my opinion, which is the correct one, by the way, um, <laughs> you will have the one-seed Boston Bruins. Defeating the second wild card team, New York Islanders. Wow! In a really? five game series, I I yes. tinkered and, with the Islanders, and I just I see this as a skill matchup. The Bruins are better in every metric, including goaltending. Goal yeah. So unfortunately, I've got to be realistic. The Isles are toast. Then you'd have the two seed in the Eastern Carolina Hurricanes sweeping the seven seed Florida Panthers. Wait, what? In a four-game set, Panthers are on a five-game win streak, buddy. Uh, buddy, Panther, I have Panthers and Islanders, though. Correct. Wow. I do not have the Pittsburgh Penguins or the <laughs> Washington Capitals <laughs> making the, the playoffs. Or the Buffalo Sabers? Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, um, I have the Panthers making the playoffs, and they're decently out of the picture right now. 
But I see them as having a huge second half. And you saw this against the game against the Lightning last night. And I I wanted to talk about that game against the Lightning because I think the Panthers are poised for a big second half. Mm -hmm. But they had a really bad first half. And it wasn't and it wasn't that they just they just were like not as good as they were last year. They underperformed. Yes. And so now now they have to play a lot of catch up. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I really like that pick. I I don't I don't think they can put it against Fetchy in the storm, but like I think they'll make the playoffs. And so getting into the ill-conceived divisional series, um, in the Atlantic, obviously you're going to have the Lightning and the Leafs. We talked about that. Uh, Lightning will win a six-game series against the Leafs because postseason Toronto. We know. Um, Need I say more? No. And then finally the Metro. Um, Okay, you guys ready for this? This one's big. Mm. (laughs) The three-seed New York Rangers. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll take the two-seed New Jersey Devils Crazy. to seven games. Mm. This will be due to multiple Igor implosions, mm. and they will count on Yaroslav Halak to play the final three games of the series. You have, like, storylines. That is incredibly in, specific. In you this, like, you like, were in, kidding. Like, in this, like really specific. In this fateful game seven, late at night, in the beautiful city so is, of Newark, New Jersey. Heck yeah. I want you guys to guess. Which Rangers left winger will score the game winner in double <laughs> overtime? <laughs> Sam, I'll go to you. Jimmy VC. I, I was gonna say Jimmy VC. Incorrect. It's Timo Meyer. Acquired oh, at the trade deadline. <laughs> Nick, Nick, you've done a madness I, there, my right, friend. Well I think you need played. to stop talking. <laughs> well played. That was crazy. I love You could have said Patrick Kane, it would have been great too. Yeah, if right. he's a Patrick Kane, that would have been awesome. Um just speedily going through the rest, uh, Going into the next round, and God, I hate this so much, Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Bruins in six games. We're going to see the playoff deity Steven Stamco show up, and Bassey's going to have not one, not two, but three 35-plus save nights. All right. And on the Metro side of things, I believe that. The Rangers again will go seven rounds, but this time with the Canes. Igor fares much better in the series, Mm -hmm. plays six of the seven games, and Sammy Blay gets a game misconduct in the second (laughs) period of the seventh game, which creates two goals for Spetchy. Spetchy will score two goals on the the major? In one minute. On the major. On the major. And the storm will surge onto the conference final in which they will play Tampa. Tampa does Tampa things and sweeps the exhausted Canes under the rug in four games. It's not even a contest. Sam, I will go to you. So you have Tampa in the East. I have Tampa going to the Stanley okay, Cup. That was I just want to say we're gonna end with you for the West because that was beautiful. Okay, okay. that Thank was you. fantastic. Thank you. Like genuinely, I know I'm the theater major here, but like <laughs> that was ridiculous. You need to be like a genuine storyteller for the rest of your life because Absol- I've looked on you. every single word you've just said. Wow. Okay, mine are not as exciting by any means. Um. By any means, uh, I did a lot of mine do align with the current standings because a I ran out of time today to do this, and b because I was like, you know what, Meh, we'll see. They get a little more wacky in the West, but in the East, I do have the Penguins. I have Canes Pens. I did not do a game split for that, but I have the Hurricanes winning. Devils Rangers. Devils winning because Whoa. I think that yes, because I think that what's going to happen is that the Rangers are not going to be able to keep up with the speed of the Devils. I think that it's going to go to like game five or six at least. And I think what's going to happen is that the Rangers are going to get tired because the Rangers are bigger and slower than the Devils. And that's been their problem against the Devils this year, especially is the the Devils are so fast. I think they're going to outskate the Rangers in a way. I think that the problem for them is going to be goaltending because I think that the Devils 
are not going to have as strong of goaltending. Obviously, Vitek Vanacek is just not as good as Igor Shosturkin, though he is quite good this year, and he's been amazing. Ten straight wins. Ten straight wins. He's been amazing, but we don't know how he fares with this team in the postseason yet. We do know how Igor and Halak fare. So, I think that'll be a matchup of, it'll really come down to goaltending there for a lot of it. Um, And I think Jack Hughes is going to be ridiculous, and I think that Jacob Truba is going to get in a really, really awesome fight with Miles Wood, and I'm pumped. Excellent. Um, uh, Just to say, Truba would destroy Miles Wood. Oh my god, I know. Oh my god. But like, Wood, Wood wouldn't back down. No, but he would no. get. Killed. Wood would. He would. He would face off. Miles Wood would be like, he'd "Guess lose, I'm doing he'd, this." He'd, he'd lose his last four teeth. That he'd he has. walk with right honor. into the tunnel yeah, yeah, with yeah. honor. Yeah, he'd be like, I feel like he'd be like, "Dang it!" And he'd like yeah. drop the gloves, and you would just yeah. see him be like, "I yeah. really have to do Let's this." Do but it. he would. But he would give it. He would give it his best. He'd get a good right hook in there before Trubo just pounds him with a left. Oof. Anyways, oh, yeah. so Kane's Devils. Kane's take that one. After that, we have in the Atlantic Division, Bruins and Islanders. I have Bruins and Isles, wow. too. I have Bru- Bruins and Isles, too, because I and think- And you have the Islanders winning, of course. Absolutely not. <laughs> I think that the Bruins, obviously Bruins are Bruins. I think that the Islanders do make a run in the second half to get themselves in a good wild card position, and I think it's wholly possible, especially with this new edition. Um, I have Leafs Lightning, and I have the Leafs winning. I have the Leafs going to round two. For the first time in so, so, so long, because I think this is their year. I think this, not their year to win by any means. <laughs> this is their year to win a playoff series. This is their yeah. year to win a playoff this series. This is their trophy. This is their trophy. Yeah. I think if they get out of the first round, I think Toronto will celebrate like they just won the Stanley Cup. I'm so serious. <laughs> I think that if they get out of that first round, even if they lose in the second, the team's going to be like, I don't care. Doesn't matter. I am going to Barbados and I am drinking. And because good for them, as they should. You know what my favorite part about that is? It, <laughs> they're supposed to be like the biggest hockey city in the world. I know. And they're, yeah. they would be totally, and you're they totally pay the reps right. too. You, this is true. Boop. Matt Murray, Boop. Boop. he's a cheater. Boop. They, uh, you're totally right. If they did get out of a playoff series, it would be like they won the cup. It would because it's just yeah. been so long that I think that obviously, you know, it would suck then losing, but I think that. For the fans, at least, I think that that city's going to party like it's 1999 if they win. And I think they like will. It's and especially. Heck yeah. And I think I have them taking the Lightning, which I know is a surprise, but you know what? I think the Leafs might be able to do it. They went to seven last year. They could do it again this year and they could win. Then I have Leafs Bruins. And unsurprisingly, I have the Bruins no. winning. I know. Shocker. So then out of that, I have the uh, Bruins winning the uh, East. Okay. So. You had just Eastern Conference final matchups. You had sure. Hurricanes Bruins. You had Hurricanes Lightning. Yes. Okay. Just just to wrap it, let's keep my head. Both very logical. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the I'll start with the Atlantic Division side. I think the Bruins have that division locked up, and I think that they're going to take on the Washington Capitals. Hmm. I do. I do want to put in the caps. I do think that um, they're probably within that category of teams that are all. On the wild card bubble, I think I think it'd be reasonable for a lot of teams to write them off. I, I think I don't think they're that good. I mentioned I like Darcy Kemper a lot, so I like their I goal Darcy Kemper. I know you like Darcy Kemper. I like I like him too. You know, I like what, him gonna, too. what can I say? Good dude. I do think I do think goaltending. I wanted I wanted to make a case for the Sabers because I do I do think they have a chance. Yeah. I mean the Panthers breathing down their necks as it is right now. And uh, I I wanted to say that the Sabers have a lot of games in hand compared to the, a lot of the wild card mm-hmm. uh, adversaries. And with Tage Thompson and Darlene, I was like the play the play like the sk- skating wise with the skaters that they have, they're right there. But goaltending like just er- 
is Eric Comrie going to be a playoff goaltender? Yeah. Is it Lukanen? Like, I, I like Lukanen. He's young, mm-hmm. but he's he's got like a he's got a below nine hundred save percentage. So I really wanted to make a case for the Sabers, but they don't make it unfortunately. And so I have the Bruins over the Caps in four games in in that series, and I don't okay. I don't think it would, yeah. I don't think you could see the, realistically the Caps getting a win over the Bruins. No, who, whoever's in that second wild card spot, it's going to you're going to so lose. Tough. You're going to lose. So and then so I'll go to the top in the opposite side of the bracket in the Metro side. Hurricanes first, and I have the Penguins. I do think just Penguins are just they're just mm-hmm. a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They just always there, uh, even if they're not you know one of the best. Not prime Sidney Crosby. He's still. He's still Sidney Crosby. They're going to be there. And I think the Canes, Canes will take the Penguins in seven games. I think that one's going to mm. go the distance. I think the Penguins, that experience, it's it's invaluable. Sure. The two and the three in the Atlantic, I have the Leafs over the Lightning in, in seven. I I also, I, I'll, if you'll remember last year, I was one of the few people who had the Leafs out in the first round in the uh, NHL bracket challenge. Yes. I'll have you know I went on to win the whole thing. Yeah, you kicked our we're def- butt we're in def- the five-on-three league last we're year. We're definitely doing that again this year. I have to uh, defend my crown. But but I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with, I failed. I'm going to go... Well, to be fair, my by the end of it, my bracket looked terrible. It yeah. just ended up winning. Yeah. Uh, I will take Toronto because I think now that the Lightning are no longer the defending champs, they've kind of scaled back. They're like, we don't have as much to prove anymore. We're no longer... The top of the top. Give me, t- give me Toronto to make a miracle happen. They're going to get to the second round, uh, and then I have Maple Leafs losing to the Bruins in six games. Okay. Uh, oh wait, I didn't even say Devils Rangers yet. Oh, I yeah. I you also got- have Devils Rangers going to seven games. I'm going to give it to the Devils though. I do think I do think like you said, Sam, the speed. I th- that's where I give the Devils the edge. And if it's the Rangers, we all know what the edge is. It's going to mm-hmm. be in goaltending. And that's not to say that the Rangers also don't have a phenomenal group of 18 skaters in front of their goaltender, but the Devils probably have a slightly better one at that. Yeah. I will give the Hurricanes over the Devils in the quarterfinals, four to one, four games to one. The, the Hurricanes have looked like the only team against New Jersey who has completely dominated yeah. them. Even when the Devils went to Carolina and got a win down there, yeah. it was all Hurricanes. Yeah. And then Bruins over Maple Leafs, like I said, 4-2. And then I'll take the Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference. All right. 4-2. They're going to go to the we Cup. We got three different teams from the East heading to yeah. the Cup. Yes. In 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 one that should very much be the Bruins for all of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think I think we all Conformist. make... I think we all make a fair case. I think the, yeah. light, the Lightning... Ha, I mean, you can't argue that they're, they don't belong there. No, playoff they've Tampa. Been there, they've been there ridiculous. three years running. What's funny is I, I want to find my tweet from the beginning of the year where first day of hockey season I remember a bunch of us all tweeted out our predictions for the Stanley Cup and I have the Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup final in wow. that tweet. I have I have either Leafs or Rangers against either Avs or Oilers. I'm pretty sure that's what I said because I was like I don't want to pick and then everyone yelled at me for not well, picking. And I was like shut up. Anyways. Re- remind me to ratio you in a couple weeks <laughs> or a couple months. Sorry. A couple months. <laughs> hey <laughs> I can ratio myself. Look I am one person on this podcast who is not afraid to admit when they're wrong. And I might be wrong. And that's that on that. I'm afraid of that. Let's, I won't do it. Let, let's head to the West. Let's head to the West. Let's head to the West. West. Sam, West. you want to start us off? Oh, sure. As the Western affiliate here. Well, we have two Western affiliates here. I'm sorry. It's usually just Sam, but yeah. I remember. Thank you well, very much. Because, yeah. So both Nick and I are from, I, I mean, Colorado's not really the West, but it's Wester than here. Yeah. You are from the actual West. Nick Correct. from California. Um, but you're an East Coast fan. You're an Islanders fan. Primarily. Yeah, adopted East Coast. Yes, adopted yeah. East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I have in the central. Sorry, 
in well, I'm not gonna say the divisions because things get a little wacky they when get I hairy. say they get yeah. hairy because of the wild cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna say just toss out your matchups. All right, Kraken Avalanche. First Avalanche round. has the wild two card. wild card seed. Okay. Um, or the no, as one of the wild. They have cards. one of the wild card yeah. seeds. I think they're uh the first wild card. I don't know. Okay, well then you then you'd have the whatever central team winning the conference, right? I don't know. Okay, anyway. Well, <laughs> no, anyways. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we have it's Kraken. Just yeah, it's just matchups. I, don't, I, I, I got confused in my brain. Kraken, Avs. I think that it's going to go to like six games. I think Avs will win. I think then we also have Kings Oilers. Um, I think that Oilers will win. I think we then have Avs Oilers. I think we have a rematch of uh, some Western Conference final action from last year. I think it's going to go to seven games. I think it's going to be crazy. Because both teams are going to be so intense against each other because there's rivalry there now. Like, you know, there's there's blood. I think it's going to go far, but I think the Oilers prevail this time. You know, the Avs almost lost last time to the Oilers. Like, I'm not afraid to admit that. I was there. We, I mean, not almost lost. You can't really say we almost lost. We did sweep them. But, yeah, I mean, what? yeah, you can't really say we almost lost. But they no, could have. No, wasn't close. No, it was not. But I think that, you know, if things had gone just slightly better or if, you know, Edmonton had had maybe home ice advantage, it might have turned out differently. And it like, was it was the series before that where Edmonton almost lost to the Kings. Yes. They went they went seven games. They went seven. And McDavid scored it in overtime, overtime. of game seven. Yeah. Which I mean the Avs obviously, yeah, they completely housed McDavid yes. and Drysidle in that series, but there were a lot of holes in that series too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not afraid to admit that, you know, it could have been different, especially with like Mike Smith or whoever was the goalie, like it was Miko Koskinen, number oh, nineteen Koskinen. goalie. Give me a break. Yeah, so it's the that worst was, thing ever. Yeah, so that's my take is that the Oilers do prevail this time, especially if the Avs get injured because when they're injured, it's really hard for them. Then I have other conference kind of Stars Flames, mm-hmm. Stars win, sure. hands down four easy. I have Jets Wild, Wild take that, would, that one. Interesting. That's a re- that's a really bold pick. Okay, that is a bold follow pick. up. How many goals does Kaprizov have in the series? Like five. Woo. I'd go four. I, I was going to say yeah. four. Um, wild I love wins. when we get. I love when we we bring it down, break it down it's to the so, most minute so details. I know. Oh. You should. You should like really bet on this though. Uh, no, stars wild. So <laughs> stars wild. Stars win. I think. Yeah. Stars win. Stars Oilers for the West. I think Oilers take it. Actually, because I think I Connor know. McDavid is like, give me that cup or give me death. So Oilers take it in the West, and we have a Bruins Oilers final and it is electric that would be crazy right? sam right. yours are so similar to mine i ha thought ha. i was gonna have some bold picks <laughs> but all right well, i'll just go through them now now that i've prefaced that okay stars kings i have the stars as the one seed in the central uh i have the kings uh th- as the second highest i do not think they'll win the conference i have the kings as the number one wild card I think the I think that's gonna be that would be a crazy good series, mm-hmm. King Stars. Mm-hmm. But I do have the Stars winning in six games. In uh, the two three, I have the Jets as the two seed and the Avalanche as the three. And I'm gonna give the Avalanche seven games. I mm-hmm. give give the Avalanche into the quarterfinals against the Stars. Then I have the Kraken as the number one seed in the Western Conference. Good for them. The new kids on the block, and I think they'll beat the Flames in seven games. Mm-hmm. In what would be their first ever playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have uh, the Golden Knights as the two seed and the Oilers as the three. Boo. I know. I know. Boo. I know that's gross, but I have the Oilers winning in five games. Okay. Yeah. And then Stars Avalanche, I'll take the Stars in six games. Mm -hmm. Oilers Flames, give me the Oilers in four. 
I would agree. Yeah, Nick just. Oh, sorry, Nick, Oilers cracking. Sorry, Oilers. You, you love five. the stars over the Avs. I do. I, I would agree, honestly. Which, as much as I love the Avs, but you know, if Gabe doesn't come back, if and they're stuck without him, if you know Val gets hurt again, if he Gale just came back hurt, though, right? Who Val? Val did, yes. Yeah, okay. But if Val gets hurt again, if you know Bo Byram is still out, if goaltending for the Avs isn't just right, mm-hmm. they're up a creek. I, I, to I, what are you gonna do with I'm not, Georgie? I'm not Evan ready goal? to say that the that the How stars aren't uh, aren't like. Also, the the cream of the crop in the Western Conference. Oh, they're, too. they're high caliber. This I, I I know I know that they've 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 overperformed to a degree, but I still think that they're w- firmly within the top three or four teams in the West. Okay, and I think that the Avalanche, with the injuries that they've had, can't quite say that this year. So that brings me to my Western Conference final: Stars Oilers. I have the Oilers advancing wow, to the Stanley Cup you. final in seven. I was thinking a lot about. What is the difference between this Oilers team to the past? I've never been convinced by their goaltending. Still not entirely convinced by it. So is it going to be Stuart Skinner? Is it Jack Campbell? I think hmm. I think having somewhat of flexibility there could help. I think it helps a lot of teams that are in this limbo where they're ready to compete for the for the top tier of their conference but not quite ready to compete for the cup. Team The teams have had goaltending situations like this in the past. I think you could argue that the Avalanche had a similar situation. I mean, Kemper really stood on his head late yeah, he in the did. season and stepped stepped away from Francois and became the starter. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's something the Oilers will have to figure out before the playoffs specifically. And I think that Connor McDavid, if he's Connor McDavid, they're going to be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. So... That's, we, we we end with the main event. That's that's 2022 All Star Stuart Skinner to you. Hey, I I I, I know it's but it's still early. I, I know it's still it's early. So he's, early. he's not going to keep it up. See, like see, look, Jack Campbell was putting up All Star numbers last year to this point too, and look, and then he had a terrible back yeah. half of the year in Toronto. So, uh, so that's that's why I think it's Campbell and Skinner to me are like incredibly similar goaltenders to begin with. True. So I, I, yeah. I, I watched Oilers Campbell. Are always an enigma. I watched Campbell yeah. with the Kings for a while, and yeah, I, I would agree with that. So. I guess starting with your Western Conference leading Seattle Kraken facing there off go. against the eight seed, second wildcard seed, Calgary Flames, mm-hmm. um, in which the Kraken will pull out a seven game series win, but will be plagued with damning injuries thanks to Milan Lucic, Donkey Kong himself, um, in which both Yanni Gord and Jared McCann get their stuff rocked and they're out for the rest of the playoff run. Ouch. At the hand of Milan Lucic. Um, The Central Division champions will be the Winnipeg Jets, not the Dallas Stars. And they will play the number one wildcard seed, Colorado Avalanche. And take them to six games in which Kale McCarr has a four-point night. In a rout of Connor Hellebuck, which we have seen happen before. In the playoffs. Connor Hellebuck has these games where you're like, who is this? Um, And so the Avs will move on. Let's go into the division series, which will be in the Pacific, the two-seed Kings against the three-seed Oilers, um, where after dropping game one in Los Angeles, the Kings, led by a rejuvenated Jonathan Quick and Drew Doughty, You're will win. Quick and goal. Yes, I am. I like that. A Starting lot. in the playoffs? Start, who? Sorry, which, which one of your two goaltenders has, has won, won you two, two Stanley, Stanley Cups in three years? Jonathan Quick. <laughs> it's Jonathan Quick. <laughs> and, and one of those years, Consmith. just saying. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying, like the, the detail in this is insane. Yeah. So the Kings will win in five games, and that and that that's that's a surprise too to say that Johnny Quick would be the goaltender. F- five games against the Oilers. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl will combine for four points in the whole series. Wow. In the Central, we'll have the two seed Dallas Stars against the three seed Nashville Predators, who will be making the playoffs. Mm. Predators were Predators were my and the I Wild were my mm. first two teams on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. It was, that was the Wild, especially, were a hard team to leave out. Yeah, I can see that. I can see. I can see Preds. And the Preds will have an eruption from the unlikeliest of heroes, Ryan McDonough, <laughs> tallying six helpers in the series. Wow. <laughs> And carrying Smashville into the next round. I hope this all comes true, and then you're going to sound like you can predict the frickin' future. And so, let's move into the next round where the Kraken begin their series against L.A., mm-hmm. and everything's gone for the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mojo is off. Martin Jones turns into Swiss. It's a disaster. Five-game series win for L.A. Jonathan Quick continues his wow. vintage performance. And Nashville against Colorado will not go well for Nashville, as I'm sure you can imagine. Colorado finds their Stanley Cup mojo. Uh, Colorado beats them in six, despite some great games from, you say, Soros, mm-hmm. um, who I think is a very underrated goaltender. Vesna quality goaltender. Vesna quality oh, yeah. all-star, you oh, say, yeah. Soros. So you then run into the conference final of the Colorado Avalanche against the Los Angeles Kings. Here are your like t- me versus Nick right here, now. Like, here, <laughs> here are your top three storylines from the I feel the like game. that's intentional. <laughs> I know. I think he's just doing it to mm. piss me off. Mm. It was so objective. Mm. Mm-hmm. Val Nachuskin goes to the IR in game one. Probably. Shocker. Wait, wait, were we just talking about that? <laughs> we were. <laughs> I wrote this out, too. There will not be one, but two goals overturned. One in game three and one in game six. Oh, my God. Both for distinct kicking motions against Miko Rantanen. <laughs> And after losing the first two games of the series, the LA Kings sit Jonathan Quick, but replacing him is not Phoenix Copley. It's not even Cal Peterson in the AHL. Semyon Varlamov, who puts the team on his back and allows four goals in five games. He collects 30-plus saves in each game with two shutouts. He takes the Los Angeles Kings to the Stanley Cup final to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why? Wow. Are, why are the Kings in the market for Varlamov though? Oh, they are in the market for Varlamov. Are they? are they? Yeah, they need a goaltender. They are uh, third worst in the NHL in, in saved above expected in goals saved against above expected and save percentage, and they're going to make the playoffs. They need they, a goaltender. They are a playoff team. All right. That's. I, I think that's. You got to give. A lot of credit to the detail that we put that you put in there. Yeah, Nick. like just on a personal level. Okay, as so a good friend, you did a great. Thank job you. That was ridiculous. That so wait, let's get into the cup, though, boys. Yes, <laughs> let's do it, shall we, gentlemen? So, so everyone. So I had I had Bruins, Oilers. You had Kings, Lightning, Lightning. You had Hurricanes, Oilers. Hurricanes, Oilers. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first because I just started talking. Sorry. Sure. Uh, I have the Bruins winning. Um, I have the Bruins winning in like. Six or seven, though. Like, I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to go far. And I think they're going to bring glory to, to Boston. And then I think we're going to see a lot of Bruins players retire. I think mm. they're going to win. I think they're going to be like, I'm going out with the bang. Peace out, y'all. Deuces. And they're going to retire to somewhere warm, sunny, and bright. Like Barbados. Like Barbados. <laughs> and good for them. Why do we keep bringing up I don't Barbados? Know, but that's just the place. But I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. And I think that Connor McDavid is going to cry. Yep. Okay. Well, Love he him. doesn't have any emotions. No, well, barely. Well, well, just to, just to, Piggyback on Connor McDavid crying. I have the Hurricanes in five. Yeah. Good. I don't think Connor McDavid. Uh, well, maybe he will cry. I don't know. Uh, I don't need to speculate about that. I do think though the Hurricanes. No team controls a game of hockey yeah. in the yeah. league like the Carolina Hurricanes. 
and if they can keep that going into the playoffs, if Auntie Ranta can keep being Crazy. Uh, ridiculously good for no reason, and if also Frederick Anderson can maybe be good waiting in the wings, and if not, then they also have Piotr Kachetkov, who was mm. putting up ridiculously good numbers. This team is just so deep too. Yeah. I that's I've long I've long admired the Hurricanes as a as the model of what Eastern Conference young teams should look like. As mm-hmm. the Devils were uh, sort of mimicking a lot of what the Hurricanes did. They play they play very a little bit differently now, but uh, I still think that the Hurricanes after the Bruins are the model team in the in the in the National Hockey League right now. They're my Cup champion, Nick. Um, yeah, and McJesus wept because there were no more worlds left to conquer <laughs> um, <laughs> right guys uh so lightning yeah, versus kings <laughs> lightning versus kings who will win i give this a lot of thought there's a lot of factors at play here no i'm just kidding light lightning in five there's no other <laughs> way to go. Like, uh, like, keep talking no the reign Phoenix of terror Copley comes back in game three <laughs> <laughs> the reign of terror continues from our gross sweaty sovereigns in tampa um, no one will be happy. Everyone will complain. But isn't that the true meaning of hockey, guys? I I just really don't. Actually, kind of. Actually, it is. <laughs> isn't kind it of, just complaining? It's like punch people and complain about that's things. All we like do. that's kind of. Eh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I like all those picks. I think those are all fun. I I respect you. I I will say, <laughs> Mick Jesus wept is one of my favorite things yeah. I've maybe ever heard. Um, I love that. I will say. An Edmonton Oilers player that I do have a very soft spot in my heart for is Zach Hyman. And Mm. number 18, love him. Um, I really, really do. I think he's very talented and is also one of the only Jewish players in the entire league. And so I just adore him and want to see him win. I don't really care if Connor McDavid wins a Stanley Cup, like peace, love, and positivity. But, you know, I will feel the worst for Zach Hyman when they lose just because I love him. I will feel sad for him. I'm a fan of Darnell Nurse, too. I think he's a really underrated player. Jack Hughes. Had a bar mitzvah growing up. He's Jewish. Woo! Did you not know the Hughes brothers are Jewish? No. All yeah. of them. I, I, well, yes! I don't know why one of them would yeah, be, no, and the rest Luke, wouldn't be. Luke, Luke was like <laughs> Luke abstain. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah, I'm Luke sure abstain. all of them. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I love that. Heck yeah. And also Zach Hyman. Uh, if you guys play fantasy hockey, such a great pickup. Yeah. Because he gets points with Drysaitel and McDavid on the power play, and he's, he's like awesome. not yeah. that known about. I, I I have um Nugent Hopkins for that reason. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Big big Zach Hyman fan. He actually wants his last name is like Hyman. Actually, like like oh. a Hyman. Yeah. And so he wants to have Hyman. he he actually wrote it in Hebrew, and he wants to wear his last name in Hebrew on That's his jersey so for the game. They, they should totally. They, the they league so won't let him, sick. but he wants to. So I want the league. Let well, him. because it's not uniform, but I think he should. Anyways, and his number is eighteen, which is a number yeah, of good should, fortune in Jewish. You know what? If 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 I'm throwing this out there, not because they're going to hear about it, but I think it would be if they did like a Jewish Heritage Night, and That'd and cool. and had all their jerseys in, in Hebrew, Hebrew before the game That'd and the cool. warm-ups. Hey, I'd pay a lot. And of then and then, and then Ivan Provorov is not going to wear it. Maybe I don't no, know. No, he's just going to want it in Russian on the back of his yeah. name. Uh, which they could probably. I'm sure they can accomplish. Yeah. That. No, that that's a that's a great idea yeah. with everything that's yeah. going on right yeah. now. Rock on. Well, all right. Cool. <laughs> so the Hughes brothers are Jews. Um, nice. And and the Bruins are winning the Stanley Cup. And the Cup. Bruins are winning yeah. the Stanley Cup. So we have Lightning is Nick's pick. Correct. Bruins is Sam's pick. Yes. And Hurricanes are my pick. Ralph, if you want to just hop in yeah, and whisper in my ear who your pick is real quick, and then we can wrap up. Ralph, does Ralph have a pick? It rhymes with Rebels. The Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna 
<laughs> Ralph said, uh, I'm going to have to say Rangers. It's much to my chagrin. Nice. But that, that pretty much does it for this uh, spectacular episode of Five on Three, might Good I one. say. Good oh, one. Superb. I, I think we, we really wanted this to be as energetic as it ended up being. And I'm just so glad it all worked out. Yeah. Look at you guys. And I'm glad I get to do it with my best friends. friends. Including Ralph behind the board. Yeah, Yeah, we're all going to group hug after this. Super, super, super big shout outs to Nick Palmer, Samantha Boer, Ralph Barbieri behind the boards. The greatest producer of all time. Oh, look at him smile. You guys can't see it at home. Thank you guys for listening to Five on Three. Five on Three is a production of WFUV Sports.